What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. We're doing more of these because things are happening. Movies are, you know, releasing here and there. It's It feels weird after all so many months. But, uh, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I'm enjoying uh, being able to enjoy things. <laughs> yes, like you're enjoying life. Yeah, which this one's going to be all about. Uh, I'm your host as always, Tony Mango. Joining me for this is Robert D. Felice. Howdy, Tony. It is a quarter after 2 a.m. and we're going to talk about life. <laughs> it's 2 a.m. on January 2nd, which, of course, if you're wrapped up in the whole, like, 2020 is over and 2021, let's try to make it a good year and it's New Year's and it's whatever. And then you decide that you're going to watch a movie like Soul. And then you're like, all right, I'm uh, going to fight back some tears a little bit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, this this was a very emotional movie. I watched it on Christmas. You just got finished watching it now. It's a beautiful movie. That's right off the bat. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah, Barry the lead here. Really big fan of that about this movie. So if you're expecting us to trash it, not going to happen. This is going to be one of the most positive reviews <laughs> that uh, uh, we put out for a while, especially after Wonder Woman. Uh, you know, Wonder Woman 1984. Not the biggest fan of that one. But this... These were released on the same day, and there's such a clear difference in quality. Yeah, there really is. For that matter, I'll say it, uh, this is a lot better than Onward. Yeah, Onward's going to end up being one of the redheaded stepchildren of Pixar. <laughs> I liked it, but this movie blows it away. So just to get some uh, housekeeping out of the way, is that the word I want to use? Huh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. Callum says admin when he hosts. What do you mean? Like that's the word he uses instead of housekeeping. For he plugs and everything? Some, yeah, I get some admin out of the way. <laughs> get some uh, cleaning up the raking the leaves in the yard or like maybe I'll need to start getting into some other analogies here. Uh, just some plugs uh, to get you out of that where you don't have to hear that later on when we get deeper into this movie. Obviously, if you are listening to us on any platform outside of YouTube, uh, you know, follow us or like us or whatever on those. But if you're on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button if you haven't done that already. Ring that little notification bell. Uh, you know, so your support in any kind of way that you can, including leaving a comment below and telling us what you think about the movie. So we want to know what you have to say. Just, you know, not just what we have to say about things. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Check out all the stuff that's happening on fanboysanonymous.com. Check out the merchandise shops, TeePublic and Redbubble. And if you want us to do more of these kind of things, hit up the Patreon, patreon.com slash fanboysanonymous. Not a whole lot of plugs to talk about just because I want to get into this. Um, so I didn't know too much about this movie ahead of time. I actually, this was one of those movies that I completely slept on for the year, like earlier this year, because I haven't been doing the Six Flicks picks. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Six Flicks picks is something that I've been doing for a couple of years now. Time flies. Uh, where every month I'll look at the movies that are going to be coming out and I'll write down the six well, the six flicks picks, that's kind of the point. Uh, the six movies that I would pick if I was told that I both only can see six movies or in some cases have to see six movies. So sometimes there are no films in a particular month that I feel like watching. And I I got to pick with like, uh, you know, if I had to, you know, gun to my head, I got to watch six movies, which ones would they be? And some other times it'll be like, 
May or June where, you know, there's an onslaught of films coming out. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I can't pick only six out of these because there's 15. And then that makes that, you know, difficult or whatever. Without having movies come out this year the way that they normally do, I've just lost track of movies that were supposed to come out. And a movie like Soul would be that type of a movie that wouldn't really be on my radar to begin with at the beginning of the year. Because usually at the beginning of the year, I do one general, every movie is coming out, which six would I do? Which, if you're interested, check it out on the website. I did that for uh, 2021. Soul was not on the 2020 list as far as like, man, I can't wait to see this. And I had 20-something movies listed down just because I didn't even know that it really was a thing. I knew Onward was coming out. And I know that by now Pixar makes quality content. And even their bad movies that I've seen haven't been bad. I haven't seen all of them. But uh, yeah, like The Good Dinosaur, I wasn't really a big fan of it. But it wasn't a bad movie. It was just sort of like, uh, that's not Toy Story. People really define The Good Dinosaur as like the beginning of a decline. And I'm like, if The Good Dinosaur is your benchmark of bad, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, Pixar overall, like, they might whiff a couple, but they're still going to get on the the base. So... Absolutely. There's, uh, like... Not much that I had going into Soul, where I didn't know really the plot. I didn't know anything about the film. I didn't know who was in it. I just knew that it was a cute Pixar movie, I'm assuming. And then um, I've seen a couple things here and there. And then you said that you had watched it and that it was really good. And uh, Caroline and I just got done watching it not that long ago, about an hour ago. And we both were just like, wow, this is really good. She actually... Did she cry? Did she like... She came close. (laughs) She, at the very beginning of the movie, about maybe like two minutes in, she was like, I already can tell that I'm going to like this movie. I'm catching myself smiling. And I'm like, okay, that's a good start. And, uh, you know, from pretty much the start to the end, this was just a good movie. A very good movie. It's, It's a movie that even if you can look at the trailer and understand the premise and the moral, you should sit through the whole movie because it will take you on the emotional journey that you expect from Pixar. The world is beautiful. The world is beautifully drawn, especially like the soul realm or like the beyond. That gorgeous. And I can't say enough good things about this movie. Yeah, if we're talking like animation, for instance, she pointed out something that I didn't actually even notice, which um, was the Dorothea character. Uh, her um, her hair, the way that it was bouncing, so yeah. well done. Like, that had just enough of a bounce to it that you could tell that it was the way that hair would move. Like, it's not moving because they're moving it. It felt like it had, like, a built-in engine that was just sort of like, well, that's the natural physics of it. Everything looked that sort of hyper-realistic way that they do things where you can tell it's not obviously real. It's not supposed to be, but it's just that next stage beyond even something like inside out. Like this was crisper and the skin tones of the characters were really great. Nobody looked like they were made out of like pudding or like clay. You know how like the old claymation used to be back, you know, way, way, way long ago where it's like, everybody felt like looked like kind of rubbery and you could tell like where the joints were 
didn't seem if like you, it. If you watch, uh, I believe it was the 2001 released Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius to today, like the animation has improved so much. And I, I just, I feel like Pixar really came into this movie looking to create a specific story and they were able to tell that story very well and I think invite in a certain segment of the audience without alienating anybody. Yeah, I mean, look at it this way. I am a white guy. This uh, didn't approach itself as like a movie for anybody in particular, but I did think uh, leading into this, I was like, oh, this is a movie about jazz. I don't like jazz, really. It's not like my thing. I, I have a certain appreciation for anything where I can tell if somebody's really passionate about something, then it's like, oh, that's cool. But like to me, I, I don't like sitting down and listening to jazz. I think it's just kind of like noisy and, you know, whatever. So I, I thought that the movie was about somebody discovering their passion for jazz. And I was like, I'm not really going to get into that. Like, that just doesn't speak to me. And then seeing that it was a movie that's predominantly most of the characters are African-American, I was like, okay, well, maybe there's going to be a disconnect at some point, but that's totally fine. You know, not every movie has to be for me or anybody in particular. And at no point in this movie did I feel like this wasn't an inviting type of thing that anybody could connect with. Like even the fact that the the jazz thing, it's like it could have replaced that with almost anything else. And I don't think that it would have changed anything, although it, it works really well in the movie as far as like, uh, you know, metaphor and everything. I do think it was important. Like the way that they captured black culture, again, mm-hmm. not the right person to talk about it, but from the outside looking in, it seems like they not only did it justice, but they, did it in a way that these mediums sometimes don't. And it felt very connected to that world while still, again, just being this important story. And here's the beautiful thing. 2020 was a dumpster fire, right? Mm. And the themes of this movie, and even the fact that it's rooted in Black culture, you would think, Oh, it was playing off the back of 2020 itself. No, obviously not. Soul was done and in the can and ready to go. And it just adds to, in a positive way, adds to what 2020 was and what 2020 will stand for going forward. It really seems almost like if they couldn't have planned this better, it was the type of movie that comes off as a response to the issues of 2020. Like it's an inviting movie for people of different races, not just speaking to one ethnicity. And that was of course a big thing with 2020, which is, you know, this racial divide and some people that for some reason still have this issue of like people should, you know, different people should be whatever. So I don't know, but we can get into a whole discussion about how stupid some people are. But, uh, you know, like, I, I think like watching a movie like this, if you're a little kid, I'd imagine this is one of those types of movies that helps define how you approach the world. 
Yes. Like if you were to watch this as a little kid, there's there's no point in this movie where it becomes anything about race. It's just, hey, these are people. And that's exactly what it should be with everybody. Everybody's just people. So it's like that feels great because I'm sure that so many people can watch this movie and they'll just be like, oh, Joe, yeah, he's a jazz musician instead of he's a black man who whatever and blah, blah, blah. Like Morgan Freeman's talked about in the past. He's like, you know, just, uh, I'm Morgan Freeman. Like just, you know, kind of like stop defining me by all these other stereotypes and whatever. They didn't do stereotypes in this in a way that was like, here's this type of character and here's whatever. It's just people. And then you get like, the other response of 2020 of how terrible this year was for like selfishness and death and like how terrible every day is like you wake up and you're just like, Oh, I'm glad that I'm still here, but Oh God, I got to wake up like that kind of thing. And And one of the overall themes of this one is just like, yeah, you should be happy about that. Right. And I think, this movie was initially intended as a, hey, not only kids, but hey, everybody, you can become bogged down by your work and not, you know, even if it's something you love, sometimes you can become so consumed that you're a lost soul and you need to take time to just breathe and smell the roses and again perfect companion piece for 2020 because 2020 took a lot of that away and forced the introspectiveness in society and all of a sudden here's this movie that just pairs perfectly with everything that we felt all year long and it's really a a movie that I can't recommend enough and we haven't gotten into spoilers about things yet, just in case, but we will later on. So uh warning for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, I fully recommend watching the movie. And for that matter, I don't think you should hear the spoilers ahead of time. So if you are thinking about watching the movie and you are the type of person who doesn't want to know what happens, then pause this, watch the movie, come back and listen to it afterward. Uh, or just run it in the background muted, <laughs> technically speaking. But uh, the the spoiler side of things, we're going to get into that and talk about how things actually go throughout the film. Um, so again, warning, 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 warning. Uh, it's not the type of movie that you know you you don't see where certain things are going to come. Obviously, like right. you know, it's not the the most complex. Oh my god, the twist was this whole big long thing. You know, uh, mind blowing type of thing, but. I'll admit I got a couple things wrong about my predictions. Um, And I guess I'll start with that a little bit. So again, one more time, warning, spoilers from here on out. One of the predictions I had that I was wrong about, I was like, oh, 22 is going to be the cat. That like um, she's going to realize that she doesn't feel normal because she's not, her soul isn't meant to be a person. It's meant to be a cat. Cause she's being a little bit pain in the ass and cats are a pain in the ass. <laughs> and I was like, that would be like, she could be the companion for Joe. Cause Joe doesn't have a love interest in this movie or any kind of like prospects like that. Joe doesn't have like, Oh, his wife passed away and they have a kid or, you know, he's watching after the kid or anything of like a legacy type of thing. So I was like, Oh, he'll keep the cat and it'll be that kind of thing. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, well, 
You know what, though? The cat's uh, a hospital cat. If he just takes the cat, then that's kind of shitty. <laughs> you know? Like, right. Then everybody else is like, oh, it's a shame that the cat didn't come see me because somebody else just decided that, ah, oh, they were fine enough to get out of the hospital and they took it. Like, I'm like, so that can't happen. And then I started thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe Joe's going to meet somebody and then it's going to show like, you know, a, a year later or something, he's got a kid and it's 22. But then about midway through the movie, I'm like, they're not introducing a love interest. That can't, that's not going to happen. He's not going to just knock up some random person and, you know, whatever. So I'm like, well, all right. I don't know where they're going with 22 in that regard. I guess they won't have some kind of resolution with that. And technically speaking, there isn't that sort of a resolution, but there is still a resolution because obviously at the end, 22 uh, decides to live. And that's like, you know, I'm cool with that. I don't need to know what happens. I think that is one of the most interesting and unique twists that I've ever seen in a Disney movie because there is no ending for 22. You just know that she goes on to live. There's no, her purpose in this story was not to like, and a baby is born and nope. Her purpose exists purely in the before life stage and it's almost like yeah she made the decision to live and that's all you need to know what happens after who they become is not important and that to me blew me away I was like my god you know I was looking forward to because like you I'm thinking okay so she'll be the cat or she'll or joe will have a kid or you know you go you find out that this is all like back in time and that she's actually the girl you know from yeah the the one that he's teaching like that she re-inspires the passion for that or i even thought that there might be some kind of a scene afterward like a post-credit scene where joe is older and she's one of his new students and that he just goes like, you know, you remind me of somebody like one of those kind of things. But I'm like, I don't need it, you know. And I think Pixar knew, and to me, it almost became that much more beautiful because 22, who you see in the movie, she. So I don't know if you want to get into that whole thing about where the kind of the hub world for all of this takes place, but 22 isn't teachable and she's got the greatest teachers ever yeah she's got uh i looked up some of the trivia on this um she mentions in the movie abraham lincoln and uh gandhi and whatever some of the other mentors that was on the like the name tags are apparently aretha franklin steve jobs martin luther king jr prince michael jackson (laughs) and um uh, a pixar director who had passed away joe ranfit ranft uh did, wait, wasn't there a Jack Kirby in there as well? There might have been. Yeah, I, I noticed um, Johnny Cash was the only one that I noticed. That's, uh, I'm sure that people had like great. a whole list of these kind of things. Yeah, but 22 is completely unteachable and is perfectly content with being a drifting soul and never living. And because the whole thing is you're supposed to find your spark 
and then you're supposedly ready to be born once you realize what that thing is that you want to do with your life. And right, right around the time that they start introducing that aspect, I just completely stopped whatever else I was doing, pure silence, focusing on the movie because you know, that resonates with me and I'm sure it resonates with you where sometimes you're just like, oh, what am I doing here? And this movie hit every note perfectly. Yeah, it's, there's little touches in this movie that I'm sure I'm not even getting yet. And even just browsing the uh, the trivia, there's a couple things where I was just sort of like, oh yeah, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Uh, like the character's name, 22, it says, um, it's a reference to Catch-22 because of the whole idea that uh, the oh only way God. to find out that life is worth living is by living life. And I'm like, I didn't even think about that. And that's amazing. That's, that's per- Oh my God. <laughs> Apparently the last line in the movie was originally, I'm not sure, but I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. And they changed it to, but I'm going to live every minute of it because they realized like, well, pain's still going to be a part of life and whatever. And you that's- can't just be like, you know, everything's going to be great because it's not, but you know, even that, even that decision, right? That attention to detail is so important because it is saying, "Hey, pain is a part of the experience. It's part of the experience, even when you're in the soul world. Sometimes you're, you know, you're lost, and that can keep you drifting aimlessly." And what another thing I liked about this, Joe who at the start of the movie he's a substitute teacher and he's clearly like trying to tell these kids oh man the first time i heard jazz and it just clicked and they're just like man we don't give a fuck you know yeah. like, <laughs> it comes off very much like the uh the simpsons thing you know these kids don't know what the jazz is all about <laughs> like, like, <laughs> they really it really does and even he's like one of the only references to just direct to, you know, we are black was when he's saying like, I don't, I don't want to be here when he's flashing back. So the first time he heard jazz and his father was just like, Nope, you have to at least experience this. This is a part of our culture. Right. And it, and it clicks for him and he's trying to get these kids to be inspired and to feel that spark. And they're just like, yeah, we're going to play the song that you assigned us and we're going to make fun of this girl because she's actually into it, you fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah. you playing your trombone. <laughs> yeah, loser. <laughs> and then one of the interesting touches here is he gets a knock on the door of the classroom and it's the principal saying, hey, guess what? After all these years, you can finally be you know, we're finally like hiring you. Full yeah, you're going to be staff. And, and it's like, that's the moment where he goes, you know, I think I want more out of life. And at that moment, I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. He's going to like be told no and be told no. And then he'll finally catch the spark and be able to live his moment. And that's it. Happily ever after. And that is not the route that this movie takes see i from that moment i was like all right the lesson he has to learn now is that he likes teaching better and i was assuming that he would 
go come full circle around to that. They didn't See, really. I don't, yeah, I don't even think that they really established that. Right. It's, it's this weird movie that honestly says, like, no, 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 balance. He's going to get to do this thing yeah. and still do this thing and realize that somewhere in the middle is where it all matters. Yeah, he's going to take the job. I'm, I'm assuming at the very least that what they're what they end with is he's going to take the job because it's financial stability and he's going to see more passion in it because of that little girl. But, but he's not going to get himself her. bogged down too much into that because he's going to still be able to enjoy just, you know, life. And, like, he might still do the stuff with uh, Dorothy, but, like, even if he doesn't, he got to experience that. So, because I like that metaphor that she uses of the, um, oh, the, ocean. the fish uh swimming and wants to go to the ocean and says, well, this is just water. I want to, I want to go to the ocean. Like, I like that a lot. I'd have to use that in some uh, future thing. Uh, let's be real. That's, that is at least on my end. That's my life. Like, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I, I literally like, yeah, but I want to do more. And it's like, no, no, you're, you're, you're in it. You're doing it. And you're like, ah, this, this isn't what I thought it would be. And you're always chasing more you're always chasing fulfillment and in a lot of ways that's that's good complacency is the worst thing in any walk of life yeah complacency is awful and that's i love the little touch of the character that is um lost where he's just like a what would they call him like a day trader or something i think yeah like he's just a stock manager or whatever he's just like make the trade make the trade whatever then they give him that spark to do something else and he's just like ah everybody needs to just like fuck <laughs> off you know kind of thing like I'm alive, fucking yeah. it's like yes i was like i get it i get it <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. like that's that's the part where it clicked for me too because again he likes being a day trader that's his passion but sometimes even that is overwhelming yeah and, and you get like you got a, a wide variety of some people that they show that are like really important people, like this scientist that did this crazy thing, or you know, this like Abraham Lincoln type, where it's like, okay, that guy was a president. And then you get some people that it looks like their whole thing is that they just like kicking around a soccer ball. And other people that are like they were doing the whole idea of like, well, what about, um, yeah, break dancing or what about uh archery there was the one person that just uh the little kid shoots the arrow and it's like all right that's just spark they're just gonna like archery's great that kind of a thing you know and it's i've never shot an arrow before i don't know if that would happen with me actually i don't know if i've now i'm thinking about it i shot a crossbow one time so didn't give me a spark <laughs> and it's weird because it's like they they really do their best to try and say you know, yeah, this one thing is the thing that will, you know, define you. And like, there's so much more to life. Yeah, that they say at the end, that's not your purpose. That's just sort of, you know, one of those things. Like, like that's just your interest. I, I think the line is, oh, you, you mentors, you creatives, and your, your purposes. No, no, we we're not teaching you your your purpose. We're just 
kind of helping you be ready. And it's, uh, it, it clicks so well. And if you're not in the creative space, you know, maybe this doesn't click as hard. Yeah. But like, like for me and probably for you too, when you're in that creative space and you're just like, no, this is, this is it. What the fuck? Like, this, this is supposed to be the thing. I had a goal. It's, you know what? It's very high about your mother. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Maybe that's why we both like it so much. It's very, I have the plan. I have to be an architect. That's the plan. And what if I don't think of the books? <laughs> and it's very like at the end of the day, maybe it's just a washcloth. And you know what? Even in that, Ted moves on to teaching. But you know what else? He keeps the passion and he still gets to be an architect. And it's like that here because Joe probably moves on to teaching. We don't know. But we know that he got to experience that moment. But it wasn't like the first time he tried out with Dorothea, right? Because when he tried out with her, he hit this groove. And he's just like in this zone where it's all clicking and it's almost like you're just on another level. And it's, it's great. It's a moment that we all live for. But once you have it once, you can't duplicate it again, even if it's the one thing you know you want. And again, the movie just does such good in, you know, depicting this and showing that, Again, there's no real antagonist here. There's really there's yeah. No, there's no villain of this movie. There's no villain. The villain is the complex thought of how to live a successful life. It's existentialism is the villain of this movie. It, it really is, and it's it's so important. And it's one of those things where, like, I am driven by. You know, I have to do something I'm passionate about. That's very much who I am. Obviously, money overtakes that in some ways. But at the end of the day, I have to be doing something that is in line with my passion. You are very much the same way. I know you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing half the things you do. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it really speaks to me when they do these kind of things. And like How I Met Your Mother and, and this, where it's like, the characters kind of debating about passions and they're like, well, I also do teaching. And I'm like, oh, I've got a teaching degree. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, that's what I went to college for. You're, you're speaking to me. Like, you know, <laughs> it's funny that like our, our parents generation was very, no, you have to go to school because school is the thing that will define your success. And almost like in a just straight up projection of that we're like yeah but i don't want to eat if i can't fuck financial stability if i'm not loving what i do then i don't want to eat because i want to love what i do and this movie they have that line in the yeah (laughs) that direct line of though then i don't want to eat and it's just like yeah i get it (laughs) yes like uh, his mom's passionate about um, her business. She's got a thing uh, in the room where they're debating about that, where it says sewing mends the soul. Right. It's, I'd caught and, that and I was just like, that's oh, a little on the nose. But at the same time, it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's good that they put it in there. And it's one of those things where your parents always want 
you to do better than them and they they want to not live vicariously through you but they want to rectify their wrongdoings by telling you to do this thing that would have ultimately led them to be whatever is more successful in their eyes even if that even if you have a million dollars i'm sure that parent would say yeah fuck the money chase your passions because it we as humans, we're always looking for the other side. You know, the grass is always greener and we're always looking for that greener pasture. And again, like this movie, it was right about that point that like you're starting to fight tears because like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he's having the conversation through 22 because we didn't mention this there's they did some freaky friday thing where 22 and joe both come crashing down to earth but joe ends up in a cat's body while 22 ends up in joe's body and then it's this great thing because we all wish we could do this we're watching joe is watching his life from a third person perspective and that is so important yeah, it's one of the things that none of us can ever really do, but the glimpses we get of that tend to be some of the most informative things. Right. And like they didn't dwell on this. And and they again, they didn't even say like, you know, uh, oh Joe, you're kind of an asshole or you're kind of a, you know, you only care about yourself. It wasn't anything like that. But when he goes to the barbershop because he tried to cut his own hair as a cat. It's very, this, <laughs> this, this is the Disney part of it. Mini chainsaw. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, he goes to the barbershop and he sits down and 22, because she's had the teachings of Gandhi and Abe Lincoln and all these great people in the past, just starts using this uh, reverse psychology and psychology on the people around Joe in Joe's life. Like there's one guy at the barbershop who's just like, Oh, give it up, Joe. You're never going to be anything. And she's just like, yeah, this guy's just projecting because he's insecure about his own life. And (laughs) poor guy gets uh, (laughs) terrified later on. And then uh, with the barber, you know, he's talking about the spark and, 22 as Joe is just like, so what did you want to be? And he gets to talk about his own life. And by the end of it, he goes, you know, Joe, it was so nice to just talk about something other than jazz. And 22 as Joe says, why haven't we done that before? And the guy goes, well, you never asked. And it was this subtle thing. It wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm a bad person and I need to rectify it. No, it was just like moving on with the plot. But Joe now sees from a third party perspective, okay, there's more to life than just this one thing, even though that one thing is great. Like, uh, I love wrestling, obviously. We, we know this. But, like, when I watch a music documentary and I see how music is created, I'm like, this is so cool. Or when I watch anything from, like, Comics Explained, I'm like, oh, this element of entertainment is just as good as wrestling you need to take a break from that main thing right and i think that was so important for joe to learn and even if 
everything he does in life is going to be centered around jazz, he learned that like there is something beyond this and I need to find it because I'm wasting away in this one center focus and there's a whole world out there. Yeah, it's your obsession doesn't need to be your soul uh well soul. Uh, yeah. Soul as an S O L E. Your soul focal point and able to to be able to enjoy life. Like, you know it's it here's a weird analogy. I well, that's not really weird. I'll give myself better credit than that. One of the things I've brought up years and years and years at this point, whenever I fill out like some kind of like little survey type things or people ask me about it or whatever, I've always been a big, big fan of you ever uh, run into a situation where you say you're like going to a store and it's raining and you get out of the car and you run to the section of like the store where I guess it's got like some kind of a little overhang or whatever, like right in front of the door. Yeah. Or if you do the opposite where you're, you're coming out of like a, a place and you're like, Oh man, it started the rain and I never brought an umbrella. And when you finally get into the car, that relief, even though I like the rain, that relief of like that, ah, we got out of the rain. I think it's one of the most beautiful things in the world, <laughs> which is really like a lot of people would be like, what? That's ridiculous. It's dumb. But I'm like, ah, oh, like I have these memories of that, even going back to when I was a little kid of just feeling this like astonishment about that. And you got to have more moments like that in your life. You know, you can't yeah. just force them and you can't create something out of nothing, but there's a lot of stuff happening around you that you might not pay any attention to that is really just beautiful. So well, walk with me here. Cause I think this is a really good thing about 22. Well, my microphone's here. If I move it, I'm gone. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, 22 had all these teachings, right. And understood so much about psychology. And I think that modern society is very much like that. Like where we, we're understanding so much about psychology and why we do the things we do and why we have these triggers and we're giving terms to this and that and this. But then 22 actually lives and eats pizza. And <laughs> I love that, by the way, that that's like a big wake up moment of like, Oh my god, food's so good and pizza's amazing and bagels are good with pizzas. And it's New New York bagels and it's New York pizza. Yeah, pepperoni, good call. And that hits on a different level for me, but like the idea that you can have all the knowledge in the world, but after a while, like you're just you're painting yourself into these corners because you think you understand so much. Sometimes you just you're trying to recreate what you what you already know. How many times do you hear this now? Like, oh, you gotta get your serotonin levels up, and you you gotta release these endorphins. It's like, or or we could just try to live our lives, and that's kind of what this movie does, where it's like, yeah, okay, you understand all of that from a fundamental perspective, but you haven't even tasted a lollipop right 
and then you're gonna taste that lollipop and it's gonna be freaking amazing you're gonna take some road lollies <laughs> yeah you're gonna see a leaf fall on your nose and it's gonna be like this moment where you're like oh my god the world is the gift like and there are moments in life where you're not going to feel it every day and to expect that is unreasonable but sometimes you kind of look around and just take a deep breath and go holy shit the world that we live in is actually like beautiful and it's so important to enjoy every aspect of that especially now as we're like bogged down in just all the wow everything is terrible and then you you go outside and you're like you know what i'm kind of laughing with this guy maybe it's not all that bad and I, I just i thank pixar for giving the next generation hopefully this idea that like yeah life is good because a lot of the other pixar movies that we grew up on were like hey it's okay to try new things and hey you know um people who are different might not be all that different and you can still see eye to eye right you, know, you got a friend in me that kind of thing or uh right or like uh sometimes like monsters don't always have to be monsters you know they you can give kids all of that and like Finding Nemo, which I guess is like you can always, you know, keep keep swimming. I guess it was the main takeaway from that. Like you can always find your way back. <laughs> Listen to your dad. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> but even like you know, Nemo's got uh, a protective dad that needs to. You know, by the end of the movie, Marlin goes from being overprotective to being like, I gotta let my kid live his life. And right, and there's all of those are great. Right. But I think this generation, with everything that we know now and everything that we have now, kind of just needs to know hey, go outside, live your life, and don't get too bogged down in what you're meant to be and who you're supposed to be, because that is something that I feel like is going to plague the next generation even harder because they have so much more stuff to decide, you know, and it's gotten even crazier and they need that knowledge of like, let the leaf fall on your nose, take a road lolly or two, go get a slice of pizza and enjoy the ride. Cause it's the ride. It really is. I loved also the variety of like, they didn't really address death too much in a movie that's about death where like you weren't seeing i mean like you see him fall down the sewer um manhole and he falls with the train and like you know different things like that but um he's like when he first shows up there's an older woman uh, she i think she says she's like 90 something she's like i've been waiting for this for a long time it's like yeah i like and that there's a great moment which is played for laughs and I laughed and all that, but it's also really kind of great too, where he's passing by a whole bunch of different people and he's like, why don't, why aren't you going the other way or whatever? And the one goes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. Cause it's like, it is true. Sometimes it's just sort of like, 
ah, I don't know. Like, uh, and obviously there's, they don't address like suicide in this and they don't address like, they could go far deeper and darker if they wanted to take it in certain different directions. But there's not a single character that they show that when they're in like their soul format, they seem to be like upset. Like the, right. there's the lost ones, which they're not really fully like souls that are lost. They're, they're, they're living people that are, you know, they're in like the inspiration realm, so to speak. Um, and there's people like, you know, uh, moon, moon dragon or whatever it was the moon wind. Yeah. Like, um, that he's somehow able to connect with this level just because he's a hippie and he's spinning a sign, which no, I thought was I lo- great. I love that. I thought that that's hysterical. He was uh Caroline's favorite character. <laughs> um, voiced by Graham Norton. Huh. Funny enough. I didn't catch almost any of the voices in this. Jamie Foxx was the only one that I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Jamie Foxx. Uh, Tina- 22 was Tina Fey. Yeah, Tina Fey. Didn't know that, that was her. Didn't didn't click with me either. You know what was funny? Is why do you sound like you're an older white woman? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Voices are weird, man. But they uh they go into this whole thing about that and you they could have gone into some different directions and I'm sure if you wanted to like expand this world and do sequels and stuff you could, but I don't think that they should. And I don't know. At the end of it, I felt like uh, they really like this movie felt like they made it after really, really thinking about it because it doesn't seem to have anything in the movie that it doesn't need. And for that matter, also apparently 22 was the original main character. It was going to revolve around 22 and Joe was going to be like um, the guide to like show her what's great about like living almost like um, it's a murder for life. Right. But when they decided to switch it over to Joe and do that kind of a story, but in a different direction, I think that came out so much better. I would agree because I think if we take the same story, right? Same everything, but we make it all about 22 being nervous because she has failed so many times at finding her spark. And, you know, even if it's the same thing that Joe's just like, hey, man, living is the spark. It doesn't hit as well. It's just another movie telling kids it's okay to find time. It's okay to take time to figure out who you are. Which is a great moral, right? But when you're telling it as an adult male who is lost and is struggling with the everyday aspects of life, it hits so much different and it makes it more timeless. And this is a type of movie, too, that when everybody says fun for the whole family, like that kind of thing, I I think that that's one of the most ridiculous things that people overuse because most of the time fun for the whole family means it doesn't have anything that uh like the super church going audience is going to be upset about you know what i mean that's all that that means so it's like oh it's fun for the whole family you're not gonna find uh nudity because that's apparently the most offensive thing in the world but this type of movie speaks more to adults than kids yet it 
gives enough of a set of morals and lessons to learn and everything and uh, you know connectivity because it's like it's funny and it's you know cartoon and everything that kids can get something out of it too but pixar over the years they've been getting more and more where they're like speaking to the 20 to 30 something year olds they're growing up with their audience it really is i mean i was when did a uh, toy story come out toy story was like 95 yeah so i was i wasn't even 10 years old at that point so I'm firmly in the Andy range of that, essentially. And getting into like this type of stuff, it's like, yeah, okay, well then, you know, I'm assuming at this point Pixar is like when I'm hit my forties, they're gonna be like, Hey, so this is what it's like when you've got kids and this is what happens with this, whatever. That's gonna oh, be like when you're forty, forty five, they're gonna do, Hey, Andy got his toys back. And he's going to share it with his kids. Isn't right. Great? <laughs> we know that you're having a midlife crisis now, but it's okay. You know, there's still time. And then when I'm, you know, 70, it's going to be like, I know you're getting towards the end here, pal, but like, whatever. it's going to be like, ah, uh, I love it. Like they have such good ideas for just simple things. Even like, here's a little detail that I thought was great. The, the hub world kind of thing. Uh, they call that the you seminar instead of like yeah. a youth seminar or whatever. And apparently in the credits, uh, the credits, the production babies is replaced with recent you seminar graduates. <laughs> it's like, that's, I, that's cute. And I, I love that. I think that they understand so much, right? Like they, they know what people are there for. They know, hey, you want to laugh, but you also want, uh, you want to an enjoyable movie that's going to teach you something. In some cases, for like the really diehards, you want a world that you're going to be able to like expand and write fan fiction about and create conspiracy theories and whole new universes out of. And I'll say it again, the the hub world, the beyond is gorgeous it's so bright and it really looks like god wouldn't you wouldn't you want to be here if you had to pick a place to be for eternity that's got to be pretty nice well you can't eat pizza that's true so i don't know about that (laughs) 22 couldn't even taste that's why 22 was so miserable (laughs) i thought it was great when she eats the pizza and just like poops right out um they don't show you what happens when you go into the great beyond. Which I think was a very calculated decision. Right. Because they don't want to show you like it's this Judeo-Christian type of thing or this Buddhist type of philosophy or it's reincarnation or, you know, they they keep it uh, as just this ethereal type of thing. And uh, <laughs> when I was watching it with Caroline, she's like, why is it making it sound like they're um, flies going into a bus a bug zapper? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I didn't think about that, but it's just like bzz, bzz, kind of a thing. Jeez. Only Caroline would think about that. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, like, only Caroline would think about that. <laughs> when he's falling through and there's all that trippy stuff like with Interstellar, I was like, oh my God, I would be having such a, a mental breakdown if I were tripping on different realities and dimension kind of physics and all that. I couldn't go through the quantum realm or 
the trip from interstellar or whatever and not feel like my brain was shattered uh i i felt like comfort in that type of environment it's just a bridge with no handles on it leading into a bug zapper <laughs> and, and it seemed like it was nice like you know and the only thing that they established in terms of actual death whereas the people who were at peace and were ready to go like the one says you know i've been waiting for this for a long time and the other one who who knows where he was in his life but he's like i don't know we're just we're like i'm, I'm good though and I think that's important because you're not sending any message about, oh, death, it's okay dealing with death. Death is a part of life. No, this is more about like, yeah, okay, that's a part of it. But we're going to focus on the why you need to make the most out of every day before you get to that part of it. And I guess we could talk about the one negative character or I guess if there is a villain, it would be this guy, but he's not really a villain. And that would be like the, I don't know. Would, would you call him an, yeah, would you call him an accountant? Like, Yeah, he's, he said he's an accountant. Uh, yeah. So there's the, the Jerry's, the Council of Jerry's. Or Counselor Jerry, not Council. Well, it's a Council. Council of Counselors, name, all named Jerry. And then there's Terry, the accountant. I guess technically he's kind of an antagonist, but not really, because he's not really doing anything wrong. The numbers even are that, off and he's going to bring the guy back. Like he's, you know, even that was presented as like, all right, pal, this is your obsession. You're obsessed with order and numbers and you need everything to be perfect because this hasn't happened in all these years. And my favorite thing was he forces them to go to an award ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're going to present you the trophy that you insisted on. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. I, I liked uh, the Jerry's too. Even the the line about like you know we're the ones that give out inspiration, but we're so rarely ever inspired ourselves. Right, and it's the thing about that is you're gonna encounter Terry's in life. You're gonna encounter people who are like OCD to a point and are so like I did everything right. Give me an award. And, like, that's okay. And that's kind of another element of the movie is, like, is it annoying? Sure. But you know what? It's okay. Yeah, nobody, sure. like, casts him aside. Right. Or goes, like, oh, God, I hate Terry so much, and I wish we could get rid of that little fucker. Like, it's just sort yeah. of like, all right, let's just let's add an extra little thing on there and just play this little trick on him to where he's not upset about it anymore, you know? Right. Good job, you know? And it's just like, oh yeah, I got my trophy. Like, it's really just like a, it's so pure, an uplifting type of thing. It's so pure, and it's, I, I think it's important to say that, like, hey, there doesn't always have to be a villain, because we're all going through the same journey, and we're all at different points of that journey, but there doesn't have to be a villain. And that, to me, is a huge lesson to take away from Soul. Yeah, they could have very easily turned this into one of those things where Terry's character is like the manipulative overseer that uh, 
is trying to screw over Joe and 22 and has been keeping 22 behind this whole time for some kind of a reason or you know, some or kind of a negative have... influence or something. And it said it's 22 is just doing 22's job or uh, Terry's just doing Terry's job, you know? Or it could have even been like when he realizes that, you know, the numbers are off, they could have turned it into like this whole, I'm going to keep you here forever. Yeah. You know, you get, no, no, no. No, Terry's just trying to do his job. Like it's, again, in life, and I think this is especially important after 2020, in life there doesn't always need to be a villain. Or a reason. Right. We're all just going through it, man. Now, I'm the type of person that tries to find reason in things, despite the fact that I also don't believe in karma or destiny or whatever a lot of the time. So it's I'm very contradictory and it's it's maddening. But like uh, you try to find reason because you you're a very logic driven person. Right. And- That's it drives me crazy because I'm just like, there has to be a reason why this happened. And like. If the reason is, well, you messed up, then that's the reason. And if the reason is there is no reason, then I go, well, come on. <laughs> you know, like, well, like, I don't of... deal with the uh, abstract, there is no possible answer type of things really, really well. I tend to like finite, at, at the very least, even if it's not necessarily finite, I like to have that sort of, it's open-ended, but this is probably the right thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Like for me, Inception, Spoilers for Inception. I'm like, oh, the top falls. Like, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah, it falls because it wiggles. And it just since it wiggles and he's got his ring on uh, uh, in certain scenes and his ring off in certain scenes, okay, the top falls and he's, uh, you know, it's real life. And people will be like, that's not the point. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like. <laughs> See, and you don't believe in karma because once you open up that idea, that leads itself into, well, then do you believe in this? And it becomes too unexplainable and you need that logic and that reason. Yeah. Cause once you start thinking of, cause I, in the past couple of years, I've been very much more into the idea of maybe things do happen for a reason. Cause it's just, you know, I mean, I, you know, I blame it. I blames the worst word for that. I uh, attribute it to Caroline more than anything else, because I'm like, well, you know, out of all the things in the world that could have possibly gone differently. And she ended up coming my way. And then we ended up, you know, now we're going to get married this year, I can say, because now it's 2021. Uh, yes. The whole, like, that type of thing makes me think about other things and makes me kind of put some certain things in perspective. And then when things don't have a reason for that, I end up thinking, like, double about it. And when you get into that rabbit hole of trying to figure out the karma reason or the, the destiny transaction that happened you know of like well why did this person have to die well and i had to die because of this or whatever like you know that kind of a thing you you go far back enough and then you go okay so then who started the existence and then you're like how could there be a thing if there's nothing and how could there be nothing if there's something and ah, ah. and then your next thing you know it's six o'clock and you haven't gone to okay. bed yet and you're just sort of like i need to take benadryl and go to sleep <laughs> you know what I mean? like, and um... <laughs> For me, I'm very much in that same boat where I I still believe in karma, but I was like a super believer in like, but I did all these things right. And like, what about these people that did me wrong? At the end of the day, you do realize 
like everybody is struggling and going through it. So that's why in the last couple of years, like I haven't, I've let go of a lot because like you learn and you grow and you can't always hold everything against people who've done you wrong because you don't know why, you know, like, again, everybody is going through it. I know you see a lot of those cheesy things that say, well, you should be nice to everybody because everybody's fighting a battle on the inside. Here's the issue with things like that. We've got, we've bogged this down into just words where a lot of this is just corporate speak or accepted forms of verbiage to make it's hallmark card bullshit yeah yeah that's a much easier way of saying it but when a movie like this comes along and for what like 90 minutes or so perfectly encapsulates why hey life is like that sometimes you just gotta go man i'm glad that things have worked out enough to where we live in this time where I'm sitting on my couch and I'm watching this movie on Christmas in the middle of a pandemic and things can be so much worse that you know what I'm watching this movie on Christmas and I'm about to watch Wonder Woman and I don't know at that point that it's going to be a dumpster fire <laughs> but like like life is good and you know sure did this movie get me a couple times because we're all uncertain about where we are in life and you need that reminder to live every day and that time is fleeting. Yes. But this movie did it so well and I would recommend that you all watch it. All fully, of you. fully recommend. I don't care if you're listening to this in 2025 on February 12th, the Tuesday. It's, you, you watch this fucking movie. Is that a Tuesday on uh I, I have no clue. I hope I let's don't see. know. Twenty twenty I'm gonna click on here. Twenty twenty five. Let's let's get into uh Of course I did the longest possible means that I could do that. February twelfth, you said? Yeah. Wednesday. You're one day off. Oh. <laughs> There's that damn leap year. <laughs> that damn leap year. <laughs> That's what happens when you know you Butterfly effect, and I've gone back in time. But no, this movie was. Well, was really, really we'll compromise. We'll say if it's uh, Tuesday the 11th, February 2025, and it's 11.50 at night, and you're getting ready to watch the movie, which you're going to start it at 11.59, that it'll start technically. Now it's Wednesday the 12th. <laughs> yeah, now it'll technically be uh, Wednesday the 12th. Then, you know, that kind of thing. You're, you're doing 50 50 here. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but you need to watch this movie and you need to know that you need to enjoy life and you need to eat bagels sometimes, you know, and ask people about their lives. It's not always about you and where you're at. I know it's easy to vent to your friends, but sometimes you got to go, all right, not about me. How are you today? It's very important. And maybe you haven't found your spark or maybe you found your spark a long time ago and you're like, I don't know, man, it's not happening. It's not working out the way I thought. Things happen for a reason, as Tony and I have been saying. And look, if I'd never found Tony, wouldn't have half the shit I have. But I did. And it took a long time. 
but it eventually paid off. <laughs> you, you see? Like, life works out beautifully. And part of the fun in that is not knowing and not figuring it out and just kind of taking the leap. And you never know, too. That's another thing. Like, assuming that everything happens for a reason. And even if you look at it this way, even if there's no, like, grand plan, there's no pre-written story, it's not like every action you make is going to do something. Even if that's not the case, every action you and everybody else makes does change things just because it's just the math of it. Like it's impossible not to influence things because of the fact that you are, you are a person who is doing something at any point, even if you're sleeping or you're standing in line somewhere, like everything that you do influences something. And let me just use the analogy of standing in line. You could be standing in line at the bank I don't know why you'd be going in. You could just do the ATM, but it's a different story. Uh, and the fact that you're standing in line in front of somebody means that they have to wait. And that they have to wait means that everything else on their clock gets pushed back differently. I don't know how many times I've been in a situation where, say, like, my mom will be like, oh, there was an accident, like, right on the road that I was at, like, two minutes before I went on there. And if I would have gotten done earlier, I would have probably been in that car. Or like if you run into a situation where you're like, uh, you know, one thing begets the next. There's a, the line from the movie Inc. Did you ever see the movie Inc.? I did not. There's a really good part in that movie that says uh, one thing begets the next. And, uh, you know, if you want to change something, something's got to stop the flow. It's just, you you know, this one leads to that, this leads to that. And it's kind of an example of, you know, somebody can drop, I think that they, they use, it's been a while since I saw the movie, but it's like a character drops like their, uh, some of their groceries because they bump into somebody and then they're like the, an orange rolls and then somebody goes to pick it up and then they bump into somebody and then somebody else is looking that way. So then they do this, whatever, like, and then it all leads to something in the movie. But um. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, and it's the type of thing that like, yeah, you never really know. I mean, today I ordered some uh, burgers from Red Robin. Very good. And yeah, great, uh, great burger. Always great. <laughs> One of my favorite ones. And somebody had to deliver the burgers. So that guy, he was, that's part of whatever happened with him. And if he wouldn't have been delivering, maybe something bad would have happened. Maybe something amazing happened because of this. Maybe, on the trip over here, he realized that he really likes a house that's in the area and he buys one or, you know, uh, my, uh, parents bought this particular house in part because they were, now I don't believe in psychics. I think that they're all kind of BS, especially because the one time I got my cards read, I was told all this information that was totally wrong. <laughs> And a couple of things that were totally right, which were not at all something that a psychic would need to know. Like I, <laughs> I'm, I'm good digressing here, but it's a, it's a funny story because why not? Uh, this psychic's like, I get the feeling you don't sleep a whole lot, and I'm like, oh, do the big fucking dark circles under my eyes tell you that? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, they're yeah, they're being observant. <laughs> like, oh, you gotta be a psychic to understand that information, huh? You know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. But somebody had said to them. 
that the house that they were going to buy was going to be this particular thing where it was going to have this one tree out front. And it's one type of a tree and just the one tree, nothing different or whatever. And out of all the places that they were looking at, they were thinking of some other areas and they eventually came across what was going to be a brand new development. And they had one tree out in front of like the test house type thing. And it was the same type of tree that they were talking about. So then they ended up getting this house and, you know, so it's like, yeah, is that like a self-fulfilling prophecy sort of a thing where it's like, oh, that fits in there. So let's go with that kind of a thing. Or is that just one of those weird things that works out that way? And you never know if the one little leaf, those little helicopter leaves are fallen for a particular reason, or if it's just kind of one of those inconsequential things. But you never and know. It could be just it could just be a penny. It could just be a yellow umbrella, you know. And I, I guess for my own personal, I can share bits and pieces of this and kind of leave it at this. Sometimes what you're doing at a particular point in your life, you don't have to be the one who reaps the rewards of whatever it is. Maybe what you're doing is to benefit somebody else, like how Joe is a teacher and he's igniting the spark in others. I think that's an important level too, you know? It's not just about my story because we're all side characters in each other's stories, you know? And sometimes it's your turn to play the main character and sometimes you just have to be a really good background character. But each role is so important and you have to embrace it, know your moment to be the main character is coming, and then know when that moment is over so you can then help somebody else get that moment. And we're getting really weird, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this, it's, it's just important to know that we all play roles and you don't always have to be in the lead in the story, but it's all going somewhere. You know, I, how I met your mother again. Uh, Zoe was an awful character. I don't, I didn't like Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> but Zoe, you know, got, was married to the captain and that inevitably led to Lily getting a job years and years and years later. It, it all goes somewhere. And the important thing is to enjoy the ride. Please watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, please watch the movie, everybody. Tell us your inspirational quotes. Hit us with one of those, um, you know, the world is your stage. Play the part the best you can kind of a thing, you know? like uh, It's just, it's a joyful, heartwarming type of film with the right twinge of sadness to it, where it's not schmaltzy or hokey or there's a big difference between a movie like this and a show like full house right like uh, there's not that part of the movie where they just go ah deej did you find out that really you shouldn't have done that yeah i did you know i figured out that that's uh, i was being a bad friend by doing that oh okay well uh, let's run along a little scamp and get some apple pie and run down the steps and you know kind of thing 
Everywhere you go. Right. It's not like that kind of thing where you're just like, oh, come on, you learned this lesson six episodes ago. That kind of thing or something. But like, this just hits. Like, and it's not even the kind of sad, like, hey, go watch the first 10 minutes of Op. We're not going to. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just. But you should watch the first 10 minutes of Op. You, know? you should. You and then should. just you'll... skip the rest of the movie. The rest of it is not as good. Yeah, you'll. <laughs> You'll cry, but it's a good cry. Um, it's not like that. It's just, it's this anomaly of a movie that I hope never is touched in any way. Oh, I don't want any sequels or anything. Because this is the perfect movie. There's no villain. There, there's no, uh, there's no heart, soul crushing moment. There's no cheesy, and everybody lives happily ever. No, it's just. A beautiful movie about life. I think that this is kind of a better version of Inside Out in some ways. It's a different version of Inside Out. And I guarantee you right now, if I look at it in the Pixar theory, they'll say that 22 ends up being the girl from Inside Out. (laughs) It might be, yeah. She's supposed to be the 22nd soul that was ever created, so there might be some time stuff going on. I don't know. I bet you anything in the world. I need to look that up now. That's going to be... That's a rabbit hole for another day. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's Inside Out was more about helping parents kind of deal with the fact that your little scamp isn't your little scamp anymore. And you're helping kids go, hey, look, you can still like hockey and also find out that you like boys you know <laughs> it's like it's dealing with depression it's dealing with uh identity issues there's a whole lot of theories about that it, she might be um like bisexual or something too it's it's also dealing with the fact that which is an underrated thing and all kids go through it but like moving sucks and realizing that like these people that are your worlds won't be there anymore and you'll just completely lose touch is a real thing to deal with and it that is something that that movie covers beautifully this movie is so rooted toward the adult like i'll I'll be honest i don't think i don't know if 10 year old johnny is getting anything out of this i hope that they get the idea that johnny's an idiot there's some 10 year old named johnny listening to this podcast in the future just going hey hi i didn't do anything wrong (laughs) you know but like i i think as we said pixar is growing up with their audience and right now there's a lot of people in that like late 80s early 90s born period where they're just like i don't know man i'm feeling a little lost I mean, they even made the character practically middle-aged, if not just to be able to do that. Because I think it's important to say, like, feel a little lost. I don't feel the passion that I once had. I know I'm not, like, I know I'm not ready to lay down and die yet, but where do I fit in? And that's, that's not a story that's often told, especially not in this animation medium. And it's just so good. Like... I'm telling you, man, this movie is out there. It's like, 
Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, if you merge them all together as one movie, it's, it's that. Uh, some people like Finding Nemo. I'm not crazy about it. I'd throw this up there in like top three, honestly. Pixar movies. Let me bring up my, uh, my, my letterboxed and see how I ranked certain things. Because in my mind, Toy Story is my favorite. And it's probably just always going to be my favorite just because it's so good. But let me see about it. Because, like, I would rank this around the same range, but better than Wally. Like, um. Oh, this is much better than Wally to me. Let me see where I, where I put on this kind of thing. Actually, I don't know if I have the ability to put that up on there. Huh. It's not letting me uh, see my ratings. So, oh, I got to go through it this way. So, it seems like, uh, actually, you know what? I don't know why I've never seen um, some of these. Uh, so, just for context, I've never seen Coco. I've never oh, seen uh, the Cars movies. And I've never seen Brave or uh airplanes or um all right i'm i'm going to stop you right there you need to watch coco immediately i haven't seen brave either cars 1 is good cars 3 is good you can skip cars 2 we don't talk about it um uh, i've never seen monsters university that's the other one that's that's a good one it's not as good as monsters inc obviously but it's still a good movie um I've never seen Brave, which I keep meaning to. Onward was okay. Incredibles was good. Incredibles 2 was good, but not so much, you know? Um, good Dinosaur, I thought was really good. Inside Out, I had a lot of fun with. But, like, this, I almost... Now that I'm looking at the list of movies that I have seen from them, yeah, this is right up there with Toy Story for me. Yeah, well, like, the more that I'm looking at this list, I'm like... There's a the low range for me on Pixar is Good Dinosaur, Bugs Life, Onward. I love a Bugs Life. Then I get a little bit higher up with like uh well, Up is a weird thing cuz that the first opening of Up is amazing and then the rest of the movie is actually probably my least favorite. Um but then there's like Ratatouille, Monsters Inc. That kind of range. A um, little bit above that is Incredibles. And like is really good. Wally, Finding Nemo. Top range is definitely Toy Story one, two, and three. And and I gotta uh, throw, I gotta throw this in there. I gotta put Soul. If it's not on par with Toy Story one, two, and three, it's the level right directly underneath it. I, I don't know if I would ha- if it doesn't like it doesn't have the same rewatch value as Toy Story does to me, but it's deeper. So you sacrifice a little bit of rewatch value for more depth, and then it becomes the difference of I always you know what's my favorite movie of all time and what do I think is the best movie of all time. There's there's two different things. I I would throw Toy Story in the favorite category, but Soul. Soul might be their best. Soul might be their best. Yeah, it's really good. And it's, uh, it it could have been a lot of things that it wasn't. It could have been hokey. It could have been preachy. 
it's very easy to be either of those things. You change a couple of bits around. You put the focus on 22 instead of Joe. And you you could get a very hokey movie. Where it's like, oh, you found your spark. And your spark is actually, you know, being yourself. And it's just like, nah. You, you don't get it. The spark is... The Everlasting Chase. I fucking watch the movie. Like, yeah. it, it's just like, it's so good. It's so good. Honestly, if you like Toy Story 3, it's as, it's as warming to the soul as Toy Story 3 with like a one-shot deal where you don't need to know uh, the, the history of the characters. Yeah. It just goes directly to you. Yeah. Definitely gets my uh, my seal of approval, 100%. It's something that I've retroactively said is the best movie of 2020 that I've seen. Yep. Because it's just that good. Like, it's just, it's just so good. <laughs> you know, like, I'm really surprised by how much I enjoyed the movie. But then again, um, I shouldn't be because it's Pixar. So, like, we were saying before, like, it's like right. bad work. They they never do bad work, but even looking at this list, it's like, wow, this is right up there. If not at the tippy top. I loved it. Go watch it. Two thumbs up for me, for sure. If I were to do the whole hits and misses thing I used to do with the review points, uh, I, I, I can't think of misses, really. Like, I, I don't think that there's a part of this movie I didn't like. If I was going to nitpick, I would say maybe a little bit too much time with the Freaky Friday stuff with the cat. But even that, like, I can forgive. Yeah, maybe, like, if I needed to find something about that. Yeah, if I'm writing an article and I have to say, well, what was wrong here? (laughs) You know, it's really stupid. If I were to nitpick something like that, I might go, I like dogs better. It should have been a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's something that, something that insignificant. But then it's like, that's stupid because it's like, well, that doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't serve a different purpose of the whole thing. Cats in hospitals are a thing, you know, whatever. So it's like, I, I that's not even a nitpick that makes any sense. So, yeah, it's just a good movie that was well made from the animation to the the music behind it to the themes and even the voice acting, like they could have gone with bigger names. They could have gone with, you know, more uh, bombastic type of characters, but they didn't need to. And I think we got enough of that with uh, Onward, even though I said in the past, we might've even done a review point on that. I loved the choice of Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, but I think they did enough of that there. And, you know, I mean, they did it with Inside Out. They did it with... They typically do. Oh, I really liked, by the way, John Ratzenberger did have a um, cameo in this. He was the guy on the train. So, ah. they got him in another one of them. He's the, the good look charm. So, ah, I just... Uh, thumbs up. Um, I don't know what else really to say. I think it kind of sums it all up, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for indulging us on this journey through 
some existential stuff through ourselves and through like actually one more thing because I watched this on Christmas and Brody Lee died the next day and even that kind of hits you harder because you then realize wow this guy was this guy like embodied the spark of living life and all these things come together to create just a beautiful experience and watch the movie if we didn't spoil it enough already for you guys if we did sorry i told you about the warnings and if we uh you know if it doesn't matter then you watch it anyway too but yeah definitely watch the movie if you're on the fence even if we told you everything about it just watch it anyway if you're on yeah, the fence yeah because about it'll it. hit you differently i don't we don't know where you are in your life and maybe it's going to hit you differently and maybe that's what you need right now cuz like it's it's just a great movie and i hope to see more movies like it and yet never another one like it out of all the movies i've seen in 2020 this is the one movie i'd recommend the most for sure and that's that's high praise coming from a man who's who loves his movies do love my movies do want to see so many more this year <laughs> different story for another day but yeah if you uh did watch the movie drop a comment below try not to go too deep into spoilers just in case anybody clicks on here too fast but yeah or at least give like a spoiler warning or something and tell us your thoughts. Tell us what you liked. Tell us if it got you to cry. It got me very close. Very close. I came close right about when, like, I'm thinking, oh, shit, is he just going to die? Like, is he just going to let himself, like, go away? The part uh, where he's playing the piano and um, he's just thinking about all the inspirational stuff in his life, like, the thing that really got me, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up the podcast, talking about a whole nother point here, but uh, that whole thing was really, really beautiful. I'm going to have to check that out again, but um, I guess maybe the implication might not be even true, but I I thought they were implying he's playing the piano with his dad and then they have him on the beach and they're like, it's like him and his mom and they're looking out into the ocean. I'm like, oh, they're spreading the ashes. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I didn't even... I don't know if that's what they were going for. That's how I interpreted it. But I was just like, oh, man, I'm going to cry. Like, you know, if I wouldn't have been watching it with Caroline, I probably would have cried. <laughs> but I do, I do the whole thing where I fight back on all that. I've only cried at four movies ever in my entire life. Um, yeah. I mean, like, you if you're not ashamed to cry, you will cry. If you're like us, where you're trying to, like, you're just like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you might let one tear fall out, but you know what? It's okay. Yeah. So, great movie. Uh, and yeah. Um, if you've been following everything that's happening here, you'll know that at some point when the next thing happens, we'll do another review point. I don't know what that'll be, when it'll be. It'll be I'm assuming it'll be in about two weeks when we do Batman Soul of the Dragon. Probably that. Soul of the Dragon. And then after that, most likely something about WandaVision. Because that's coming out same January week. 15th. Same, same week. So those two at the very least should be coming up in January. Uh, as I mentioned before, I did my six flicks picks for the year, at least as far as what's currently announced. So check that out if you're interested in that. If you want to go back and check out the Fanboys Film Awards where I talked about the other movies that I had seen in 2020, that's up on the website as well. Obviously, if you want more content from Fanboys, I want to give you more content. That's one of my sparks. So 
the best way to make sure that that happens is to show your support in whatever way you can, whether that's just hitting the like button or letting somebody know about Fanboys in case they might want to check it out, or it's a donation through the Patreon, or it's something through the merchandise shops or whatever. That is all awesome. It makes you an awesome person too, because you're helping somebody do something that they like. And um, if you are into the wrestling side of things, and you want to check out what we've got going on there, you probably know by now, because probably you came over from the wrestling stuff, but just in case you haven't, smartoutmoment.com. That is where you'll find all the different stuff that we work on as far as my stuff, but we also do work elsewhere. You know, I'm part of e-wrestling news and Bleacher Report and Rob's got his stuff over at Fightful and WrestleZone and you can follow yeah. him all over the place and what he's got going on too. Yeah, it's uh, wrestling for me is what where I really start to jazz. That's where I get my jazzing going. So you can check me out on Fightful.com as well as WrestleZone.com. I do the Wednesday Night War podcast every Wednesday with Sean Rossap and Alex Pulowski. Come say hi. Come talk pro wrestling. I would love to do more of this because I, I just love pop culture in general. And Fanboys Anonymous allows for that blanket of discussion. And I hope we get to do more of these in the future. Same here, everybody. And I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Hope you enjoyed the movie as well, and we will talk to you next time. But for now, it's time for us to geek out. Adios.